You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Like a wild I man. watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Here, Stadium time is 8:43 Central Daylight Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast, harbored by College and Magnolia.com. Ryan Starrett at Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for seems like we're getting close to game week so close you've so far away to the other side of me giving you full fort pain asmr a guy who's got his own motivation a guy who can make you smile like a drug for you do ever what you want to do coming over you keep on smiling what you go through one stop to the rhythm that divides you the au chief Toffees. Up the toffees. What a what a. Uh, Is this a soccer thing? Yes. Okay. Everton Football Club had maybe the best week Everton's had since the eighties. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, the signing of um, James Rodriguez from Colombia is one of the biggest coups the toffees have pulled in a long time. They didn't pay any money for him. Well, they're paying him money. Yes, but it was a free transfer. Yeah, which is incredible. Yes. Did you see that uh, Tottenham Hotspur might be doing a similar deal with Gareth Bale? Yes, possibly. Because Real's trying to get these people off their uh, their wages off the books. They don't and, need them to beat Bartha, Barca. Barca seems like they're going to be trash next year. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, but I think they, they're also having some sort of financial difficulty there. Uh as much as they can have financial difficulty. So they're they're trying to offload people so they can buy other people. Sure. Makes sense. Guys, we're two days away from Auburn soccer, by the way. Yeah. Good time. Auburn soccer plays the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And at the time of this podcast, two days and 21 hours and 14 minutes, according to the Auburn website. Nice. And that will be on the SEC Network. That is at 6 p.m. on the 18th of SEP. Um, and uh, and you can watch that live. So are they just going to play a conference schedule in soccer? And that's going to be uh, it? I'm games. looking at the schedule now. It appears they're playing Mississippi State at Texas A&M, at LSU, home versus Ole Miss, at UGA, home versus Kentucky, at Arkansas, and then the Iron Bowl of Soccer to close it out here in Auburn not here but there in Auburn interesting so that's it I'm assuming no fans allowed but I mean if you've ever been to the Auburn soccer complex you can sit on the hill outside the stadium and watch yeah. can't you? yes there are a myriad of ways to be socially distanced and watch Auburn soccer so I, I suggest you do that the weather's gonna be nice it looks like so you should make it happen and if you are in town might still be a little bit of lingering hurricane weather but Nothing, nothing more soccer than standing out in the rain and yeah. watching a game. Agreed. Put on your put on your um your Macintosh jacket or just another big overcoat. Maybe a hoodie you stand got out there in the field. way. Yeah, put on your home field apparel hoodie. Absolutely. I'd get kind of wet though. The height of fashion. Like soak into that. Yeah, it's a little Big Ten, right? To wear a hoodie in the uh, in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I've got a home field shirt on right now. The chief does. Show the viewers there, Chief. 
Well, they can yeah. see it. I can describe it to them. Uh, this, it's a picture of an Albie in a sailor hat that looks super high and, sure. um, and says Auburn on it. Side-eye Albie is what I call him. Here's what I, or satisfied Albie. That's what he kind of looks like. He's yeah. just kind of really content. It's like he knows who the bag man is. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I guys have an idea. I'm going to pitch it to you you two. And, uh, if, you've, if you are listening to this, drivel and you're like i would like to participate live in this podcast i'd like to watch them record it well just venmo that son of crow on on venmo like five bucks and i'll send you the skype link when we record and you can just come on and 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 join the skype call as it happens i'll mute you um but you can be a part of the of the magic see how it's all made and i'll share the money with ryan and uh and with chief i see how the fudge is packed if you will if you will. <laughs> no thanks. Um, I would love that to start some sort of uh, people paying us to sit here and, and watch this. But yeah, I think I think you do it. Five dollars, five bucks get you in to live watching of the pod. That's five. If bucks you'll a buy week. Crow's drinks for the night, <laughs> you can come watch. Hundred oh, <laughs> percent. I'll send you my address. You can ship alcohol to Texas. Oh, that's right. You can get a drive-thru now, too, can't you? You can get it through a Taco Cabana drive-thru now. You can do it anywhere. It's it's hilarious. Lucky. Yeah, it's lawless at this point now. <laughs> and as and as an anarchist liberal, I, I think it's great. I think it should be uh, more lawless. Sure. Radical left. All right. I got my guillotine I'm building in the backyard right now. How's that working out? It's going pretty good. I got the Antifa meeting that I went to. That's what they told us to go to all to go do. <laughs> the, the ringleader. Told us how, to do. how do you get that blade sharp? <laughs> well, it's just a it's just a piece of uh, corrugated tin oh. that I was using off a shed. It's right. really dangerous. I guess you got to put enough weight behind it to make it actually work. Absolutely. Okay. I got like four or five tetanus shots too the last couple of weeks <laughs> making this okay. happen. <laughs> just kidding, everybody. I don't. Don't talk politics to you guys. Um, Ryan has show notes, which means we've got things to talk about. The main thing we're going to talk about today, besides the preview in Auburn, Mississippi State soccer, obviously, is we want to talk a little bit about the upcoming football match with the University of Kentucky, but mainly more in a broad sense, whereas next week we'll deep dive into the game. Today we're going to do a little bit of the depth chart Preview. Is that right, Ryan? Yes, let's do it. So, as best as we can. But before we do that, let me get back into what happened last time Auburn soccer played Mississippi State. The last time we played, you guys, we lost three to two, mm. and that was kind of the beginning of the um, the collapse. The collapse. Um, the last. We were riding last, high uh, last year and then fell off yeah, a cliff. It's much. true. The longest win streak Auburn's had was between 02 and 2010. Auburn won nine in a row, which is unbelievable. Wow. Um, yeah. And we, I think it looks like we haven't lost to Mississippi State two times in a row ever. Okay. So we might. You're not really the soccer powerhouse over there in Starkville. No, we're 17-5-2 versus mm. Mississippi State all time. Wow. So, and at home, Auburn is 11-0-1, but away 6-5-1. The last 10 matchups, Auburn is 7-2-1, and, and the largest margin of victory was 6-0-08. Wow. Yeah, that is... That is a destruction. That's what that is. Six nil. Um, so we're playing them at home, I believe is what I told you guys. Yeah, we're playing them at home. And we've never lost to the Bulldogs, the Lady Bulldogs at home. Bull- were they Lady Bulldogs? Uh, that seems Ryan? right. I don't know. Is there a term for Lady Bulldog? I don't know. Um, there is, well, a, but I don't there's believe there's a term for female like dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they have it on the front of their jerseys. <laughs> Although... I'd buy one if they did to that yeah. right now. <laughs> Gosh. It's the mistake. Yep. 
Um, <laughs> it'd be a fun right. one to embrace, but not one you want to, you know. It's not one you want to be told to wear. Yes, exactly. Sure. Yeah, or called against your will. So today, <laughs> we're going to go through some roundtable articles that Chief put out. And not Chief, sorry. Yeah. Nerd put out. Not me. Chief did not, did not do them. <laughs> Talking about Chief's writing chops here. Nerd put them out. Nerd, and by that I mean the guy that you go to the website to read in the mm-hmm. first place, mm-hmm. um, put out a bunch of articles uh, in the offseason, this interminable offseason, about basically picking out hypotheticals and answering them for each position group on the team. And so we're going to go position group by position group, guess the starter. Now, Ryan, have they released a depth chart? No, I mean, we, we've kind of okay. gotten to a point where we know most of the positions, but no, nothing official yet. I mean, who's going to be quarterback? That's the main thing, I think. At least the cord, for the record. <laughs> Good God. Pull the cord is the better question. It's like pulling. The second he goes in the game, that's what I'll be yelling. Pull the cord. Uh, I This, this is fun for me because I didn't actually participate in writing any of these, so uh, I'll be learning some things tonight. All right. I participated in a couple of them. I don't get paid to write, friends. Just talk. <laughs> he does it for scholarship money. Oh, yeah. Exposure, right? <laughs> Exposure. Yeah. Um, all right, Ryan. She's yeah, actually our intern. Just, uh, <laughs> start us off with the first one, which I do believe right. is So do you want me to go through what, the, the depth chart itself for the position or the question regarding the position first? I, I don't know, man. You're right. You wrote this. I, All right. I think we'll talk both? about we'll talk about the depth chart, and then I'll ask the question. So for quarterback, I uh, think this is probably the most obvious position group. Uh, Bo Nick starting. Grant Loy, the transfer from Bowling Green. Is that right? Uh, is going to be the backup. And then I, it's still a chance that Cord Sandberg wins the position. We'll see. <laughs> Ryan. Sure. Uh, then the freshman, Shale uh, Garnett. Bo could get COVID, man. So the question we put on the site uh, that we all kind of bandied around was, will Bo Nix throw for 3,000 yards in 2020? And for reference, that's only happened, I believe, twice in Auburn history. Uh, Damian Craig in 97 and Jarrett Stidham two years ago. So high mark for Auburn, uh, for Auburn at least. For other programs, 3,000 yards is maybe expected in some years. But so what do you guys think? Well, Chad Morris runs a, a bit more of a pass-heavy offense than maybe anything we've seen. Uh, so, uh, especially under Gus. Um, so I think it's possible. I, I don't know if it's likely. I still think under Gus, we're still going to want to run the ball more than we do anything else. That's fair. Cause I mean, I, I think the, the running back position is going to be a lot deeper and more talented this year. Yes. Um, so I, I'll believe it when I see it, that a, a Gus offense doesn't want to rely on that rushing attack. But like you said, you've, you've got Chad Morris, um, definitely more of the uh, passing background. Um, and it's, it's not going to take that much more, uh, for Bo to get to 3000. Last year, he was at 2,500 as a true freshman. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think even if his, his rates stay the same, just by virtue of, um, more attempts. Although I guess we, we didn't factor in that this is a 10 game schedule at this point. This right. is the thing. When this round table was released, we had no idea that we were only going to be playing a 10 game schedule. Right. So now I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to Yeah, happen. that's 300 yards a game. Oof. Yeah, not going to happen. Well, not, not counting the postseason. Yeah, not, not counting postseason. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he was it, just in under order for, 200 yards a game last year. In, in order for him to do it, we're going to have to have a postseason. Like, I mean, that's basically it. Yeah. Because I, I just, there's not a world in which I see an Auburn quarterback throwing for 300 yards a game. It's just not. Uh, I mean, see, what's he, actually going to happen is it's going to turn into seven on seven. Uh, they're uh-huh. they're going to announce that next Friday, probably. Okay. Uh, 
Maybe the only way he gets there. I yeah. Um, I mean, even two fifty a game would be pushing it. Like like I expect him to throw for about two hundred a game. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and I, I definitely think his his rates will go up. I mean, he was yeah, pretty right. abysmal in the yards per attempt last year and the completion percentages. Um, I think he could, we touch, at it. he could get close to a touchdown mark. But yeah, I think a yards mark is last tough. year. Another good passing year. I mean, that'll sadly put him near the top of all touchdown records. I know. <laughs> but, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking from a terms of a yards counting stat, no. But from a touchdown counting stat, I think all the counting sure. stats are going to be way weird this year. Yeah. But from a touchdown counting stat, maybe. Because, I mean, what's the record for touchdown passes in a season? Is it Cam? Cam at 30. Maybe Sullivan. I think it's Cam. And I think, I think it's Cam at 30 Todd, or 20. Is, Todd is second, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really. Auburn's passing and receiving records are so kind of pedestrian that I feel yeah. like, yeah, we could, we could, we could see a counting stat, a total stat like that of passing touchdowns. Yeah, so it's Cam, Cam with 30 in a single season. Chris Todd at 22, Pat yeah. Sullivan and Jason Campbell and Nick Marshall all had 20. Todd, Todd, Chris Todd, the forgotten man, the man that set like every record as yeah. a quarterback for a single season that lasted all of uh, 11 months. Because he so was the guy that brought the offense into the 21st century Sure. quick. So there's a decent world where Bo gets to – I mean, maybe passes his dad for career touchdowns in this season. He needs sure. 15. Well, that, what did he have, 16 last year? He had 16 year? last year, over 13 games. You know, you'd think that number would go up. Um, I would imagine yeah. he gets at least 16 this year in 10 games because I think he's going to be in a more pass-heavy offense yeah. and has another year of experience yeah. with these receivers. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, I can see it. I, I mean, I can see him. I mean, I can see him setting like beating Cam's record. Cam's thirty. In yeah, a game season. Yeah, it's three a game. Whoa! As opposed to the one point two from last year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just doubling it if up, he, man. If he sets the thirty touchdown, if he gets to that mark, he will also get to three thousand yards. That's my prediction. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that might take. Again, it might take a postseason to get him. Right. That, yeah, that takes Auburn getting a national championship, I think. He gets you to 13 games. Move into second. He could get 23. It's 1. Yeah, point. I mean, uh, 23 is not off the table. Yeah. I, I don't think it's no. likely necessarily. But. It's 2.3 right. game. Let's go to running backs. We'll All move right. quickly. So, so starter, back. we're picking starters, Bo Nix. We don't have to worry about selecting sure. the depth chart. Yeah, if, if anything happens where Bo Nix isn't playing with her you know, it's an injury or COVID or whatever. Uh, things are not looking great for Auburn at that point. Yeah. Um, okay, so running backs. There's been a lot of discussion about who's actually going to start here and who's going to actually, you know, be the lead back later in the year. It seems like Sean Shivers is kind of taking over the leadership role there. Um, he's somehow the veteran of this group already. Seems like he's still a you know red shirt freshman. But and shout actually, out to shout out to Ferg Ferg's uh, article today on yeah. the Auburn Auburn Observer, which I think everyone should have subscribed to by now, was excellent about how Sean Shivers has become the starter or yeah. the presumed starter, right? And what that looks like and how and like Chad Morris is just thrilled about it. Yeah, but so. There's a decent chance he's the starter, but it seems like they're going to want to get into at least having three or four guys rotating through the carries. So, I mean, there's Mark Anthony Richards. There's been a lot, a lot of love around him. Tank Bigsby, the freshman. DJ Williams is the returning rusher from last year. So it seems like those four guys are going to be kind of the – whoever plays – whoever's the hot hand is probably going to be getting the most carries. And yeah. then there's the wild card of Harold Joyner, who's you know by far the biggest running back in this group but doesn't really have a defined role, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's the Wildcat guy. Um, who knows? Uh, and then the roundtable question we came up with this was, 
pretty simple. Just who's going to be the leading rusher in 2020? Not necessarily the starter, but just the leading rusher. Uh, I, at the time this article was written, I was I was leaning towards Tank Bixby, um, but uh, I, I I think Mark Mark Anthony Richards has come on strong. Am I am I correct in in saying that? Like, yeah, he said there, there's been a lot of hype around him. Uh, I think there was some carry on comparisons because of his ability to pass catch out of the backfield. So it could be him. Uh, because he seems to be the most versatile, so you'd want to keep him on the field more right. often than everybody else. Um, I, I don't think it'll be Shivers, because I just don't think you want him to carry the bulk of the load. Uh, now, he may end up getting enough big runs that he ends up the leading rusher, so I, you know, I don't know. Um, I think it's going to be Shivers. And I'll double down that I think he will lead in total yards as well. Oh. Because I think I've seen that he is also the leader in the clubhouse for kickoff return. And I think he's going to get a lot of chances to catch the rock. Okay. So I really I really yeah. think that he's going to have a ton of yards. I'm, I'm really curious to see how Chad Morris utilizes the running backs in the past game this, this year. Because Auburn traditionally has been just screens. Yeah. I mean, there, there's different looks on how to set those screens up, but it's it's been screens for the running backs, nothing up the middle or wheel route or anything like that. Um, Harold Joyner excluded. Um, but it seems like mm. they, they might try and involve them more on actual passing routes. Um, and I, again, I'm not sure who the favorite is to be running those plays, but. I think that'll be a really interesting thing to keep an eye on this year. I agree with that. Yeah. Should be uh, pretty fun to watch. A little return to the uh, Al Borges West Coast days, huh? <laughs> the I mean, Gulf Coast. I, 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 I see Cadillac called. and Ronnie Brown in this backfield, so. Oh. Man, well, Cadillac's sort of back there. He's back Cadillac's the there. He's front of the show. So Ronnie Brown's on the sideline. That's true. And, you know, with the way the article that Ferg wrote about uh, Shivers, he's kind of he's kind of like both of them combined. Oh, yeah? Man. I mean, he, he can run. In the size of Trey Smith. Yeah. It's like yeah. if Caddy and Ronnie were putting Trey Smith's body. <laughs> Man, that's, uh, that's powerful. He's going to be scoring touchdowns and blocking punts all at the same time. He, he is um, absurdly fast. I think oh, is the sure. is the thing about Shivers that comes across immediately is that uh, well he is, I, I think he's as fat he should be a like speed back yet what Ferg makes the comment is that he doesn't he doesn't know that <laughs> like he thinks he is a power back and plays that way and that's what makes him so effective is that he's this little guy who's gonna hit you in the face. Yeah, I, I do think, though, that they're going to try to get him in as much space as they possibly can. Yeah. So uh, I'm I mean, sure. His, his best carries last year seemed to be sweeps and, uh, you know, power. You know, things not up the middle by any means. I, I'm pretty sure that's what Chad Morris is uh, licking his chops over is that uh, he's got this super fast guy that he can try to get the ball in space. This is like the Marshawn Lynch quote where he, he talks about how he's you're just going to run through an MF for face an MF for face. And then he says over and 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 over again. Wow. I'm looking at the article here and Crow, I was surprised to see that your choice was DJ Williams, but then even more surprised that with 71 votes, he is also the reader favorite. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought DJ Williams was gonna be was gonna come in and just be the best. Well, he was my pick too. I mean, like I said, he's the returning rusher from last year, and uh, that seems Adrian to be James's a... nephew too. I think that's why I want him to be the guy, but uh, it's <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna happen. I don't think. The full quote from Marshawn Lynch is: "If you run through a mother effer's face, then you don't have to worry about them no more." No, that's true. Shivers did that in the Iron Bowl. <laughs> that makes, that makes a great, great point. 
He makes an excellent point. Thanks, Beast Mode. <laughs> I don't... What is going on with these... Something cutting off here? Oh, I'm, I'm looking at the poll. I, the numbers um, have to be cutting off because it says 8% t- Tank Bigsby with 41 votes, but then also 8% DJ Williams with 71 votes. So I think mm-hmm. there's some numbers being cut off yeah. on, my, on my phone. Anyway, that's not important. We're not here to read an article. Do uh, you want to go to wide receivers? Yes, sure. do it. Let's move All right. on. I think, I think we've, we've kind of talked a little bit that Shivers is the presumed favorite. He'll but be the first name of, on that uh, on that depth chart that has and, and then everyone's name or, or 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 it'll be like all six of them. So. Everybody loves when Look, the, the, the good news is though our, we have six guys that could play. So. Yeah. Let's take advantage of our position and revise the picks we may have made back in the summer, and uh, other people don't get to see that, but other people don't get that opportunity. Sure. Um, Leading rusher this year, I I am gonna go with Mark Anthony Richards at this point. Yeah, that, I already that, said Shiver, so I don't know. yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm on uh, Mark Anthony as well. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna kill those yardages yards like he helped kill Caesar. I don't know. Anyway, oh, I like what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. seems like a really easy uh, College of Mag history article for Crow there. Yeah. Speaking of which, I got no idea what I'm writing about. So. <laughs> wide receivers. Uh, this is just the question every year for Auburn wide receivers. Will there be a thousand yard receiver? Hmm. I say yes. I don't know, man. That's but like and now games, it's a hundred yards a game. <laughs> again, I, th- I think I think it's going to have to be a uh, there will have to be postseason involved. I, yeah. That's. More or less. It's only, than... only ever happened twice in Auburn history. Ronnie Daniels in 99 and Beasley in 1970. Darvin Adams had two seasons where he was over 960 yards, but didn't cross the thousand yard mark. Huh. Yeah. Daniels got, got just over, just across it, but that, that would have only been a 12 game season. So, um, and 99. So, you know. Man, I don't know. This, this... That is a we, ton of we yard. slung 100, yard, a 100 yards a game a lot that year too. So 100 yards a game for an Auburn receiver receiver is asking for the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, especially now that it it appears that maybe it's not just Seth Williams. We've got a uh, 17 year old, right? True freshman that is uh, yeah. uh, the talk of the town at the moment. People seem to love him. I assume he's 17 because he just he reclassified. Right. Uh, right. In I don't know. I mean, is he supposed to be getting a bunch of playing time this year? I didn't go through the depth chart at that point, honestly. That's Have the, you gone through the depth chart now that we're doing this podcast about it? <laughs> Hang on. Okay, so I'm going to make you guys mad again and actually use the wide receiver position names. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. At split end. This is what Nerd put out about a month ago. Uh, split in Seth Williams, Zevion Capers, freshman, and JJ Evans, another freshman. You can use conditioner to get rid of that. Yep. At yeah, big slot. Plus. Big slot, Shedrick Jackson and Elijah Canyon. Big slot. Yeah. What a name. They've got those up in the uh, <laughs> at the at the casino up right across the border in Oklahoma. Mm. Yeah, Tigers there too, don't they? Yeah, it's just down the road, absolutely. <laughs> At uh, the slot, you've got Eli Stove, the eighth-year wide receiver. I keep, I keep forgetting that Eli Stove is still around. Uh, and then redshirt freshman Javarius Johnson and Kalen Newton. That's Can't right. wait to see him score a touchdown. It's going to be awesome. And at flanker, Anthony Schwartz, Kobe Hudson, and Malcolm Johnson Jr., the 17-year-old mentioned by Chief. Yeah, what are the uh, odds that if that when Kalen Newton scores a touchdown, he does the Superman thing? Is that a hundred percent that he's going to do that? Does he dab too? Oh, gosh. I, hope not. I think if he dabs, he gets a flag. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be considered dancing. That's true. Uh, yeah, it, it's Malcolm Johnson Jr. that has been the the talk of the talk of the fall camp here, um, and I I believe there's some people starting to think that maybe he ends up with a starting spot. That would be interesting. Uh, uh, Cause I mean, even if you're saying Auburn starts four receivers, 
you assume Seth Williams, Anthony Schwartz, and Eli Stover starting. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Shedder Jackson is, he's a junior at this point. He's kind of, without being an excellent playmaking wide receiver, he does everything else. People um, love him. I mean, well, just still like think every... he should have had that catch in the Iron Bowl. Uh, yeah. That was a catch. Just like, uh, just like most of our other positions, we're going to rotate these guys quite a bit, though. Yeah. Um, you know, Seth will be the one you see the most, and and actually probably Stove even more than Schwartz. Um, but uh, yeah, he's. I mean, he's been getting talked up, so I guess. Does that leave the big slot for him? Is that where he would go? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yep. That's the five, if you like to use the numbers. Yeah, I prefer numbers. The big, the big slot. Big slot. Man alive. Well, it's uh, a big slot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, if we got production out of a seventeen-year-old, that'd be pretty, pretty awesome. He looks really big for a seventeen-year-old, though. Uh, so. listed at six one one ninety. Yeah. Whoa. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do you yeah. think we run some double passes or just some wild trick plays with with Kalen? He's wearing I, I the number twenty three, the highest rated quarterback rating, uh, for any Auburn player ever. Ryan Davis, same number. I just uh. What is the over under on passes thrown by Kalen Newton? Is it five? It's under. Can we, can I, I we think, set that at five? Yeah, let's set it at five. I'm going to go under. I, I just think that there's going to be a lot of people real hyped up about this kid. And it, I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Um, I don't know how much action he's actually going to see. So, well, I'm telling you right now, if Bo Nix goes down. That, oh, that could be that 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 could be. You true. want a quarterback named Grant Loy or no. Kalen Newton? Oh, I I I think he's the backup. But uh, <laughs> the season's lost at that point, anyways. So we may as well have fun with it. True. I don't know if the season's lost. Kalen Newton. Um, <laughs> I think our offense the, the, is absolutely one thousand percent different if Kalen Newton's the yeah. quarterback. He also orchestrated the largest comeback or largest victory against the spread in the history of college football. True. You know that, Ryan? Did you know I that? I did. Do you know the teams there? It Chris? was uh, Las Vegas. The the uh, the Raiders? Mm-hmm. No, the Rebels. <laughs> UNLV versus his Howard Pirates. I don't think that's quite right. Howard Bison? They're the pirates, are they not? Uh, his helmet has a buffalo on it or a bison. So. Oh, maybe so. Those would be some awesome pirates, though. The buffalo the pirates. Buffalo pirates. Bison pirates. Okay. All right. Next. What position we got next? Actually, Do you believe tight ends are real yet? Let's take a quick break and we'll talk tight ends. Okay. And we're back at 33 minutes exactly in the into the pod. You've heard us talk running backs. You've heard us talk quarterbacks. But now we're going to talk about tight ends. Well, I think we may have gotten to uh, the position that will uh, definitely keep us from having a 3,000-yard receiver. Sure. And that is tight end. First of all, you've heard us talk about big slots, and now we're talking about tight ends. This podcast (laughs) is after dark. (laughs) It's been a long offseason, guys. Mm. So tight Sorry, ends, Lydia. <laughs> no, fine. There's no starter here at all yet. Um, yeah, we have no idea. Yeah. There, I mean, it could be literally any of probably four guys. Uh, John Samuelshanker, uh, starting first baseman, uh, played quite a bit of tight end last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Deal and Tyler Fromm both redshirted the freshman year last year. Uh, I think from – what nerd tells me deals more of the blocking tight end and Fromm's more of a receiver. Um, and then there's the absolutely giant freshman, Brandon Frazier, uh, committed to Arkansas under Chad Morris, came with him here. Uh, he is 6'7", 270. Oof. Man, a lot. He could move, too. Uh, another Texas kid. 
girl ought to enjoy that. Things bigger yeah. in Texas. <laughs> It'll be nice to see if Auburn can actually utilize him in the red zone. I mean, uh, talking like a jumbo package. Sure. I mean, right. I don't know. You you've got Seth Williams who's going to win a lot of one on one balls, but if you can put Brandon Frazier against you know a linebacker or a, maybe even a nickel, who knows? I mean, he. he it seems pretty easy to just throw one up for him. Yeah, jump balls. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So I, I think the round table question was over under 250 receiving yards for a single Auburn tight end. Oh. Not all of them, just one of them. Oof. Um, I don't think it's 25 yards a game. Nerd <laughs> says this hasn't happened. Uh, Auburn tight end hasn't had at least 200 yards since. Uh, Lutzy back in 2011. No, I'll go. Yeah, this is I, this may be the one most likely to happen with the 10 game schedule. It's 25 yards a game. Yeah, but that's also 25 yards a game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's ne- like like Ryan said, it hasn't happened in ever. Well, Ten years. Um. So. But I think I think I'm with Chief. I think even if because if one game we get a hundred yards receiving out of a tight end, that makes up for four games. That's pretty good. Yeah, my math think, is right. Think about a wheel route. We hit one of those. You didn't have to catch another pass for. I think about wheel routes there's, all the time. I guess so there's the one running. guy I haven't mentioned who I I don't know if we're classifying him as a tight end or an H back or what. Uh, well, I think he Jake, graduated. Right, who, Sal. <laughs> no. JJ Pegwi, the 6'2, 300 pound freshman, who I, I guess is just a tight end. No. Um, sure. I, I don't Sounds know. More what like the, a defensive tackle, like a nose guard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the plan is for him. Uh, I mean, he may not play at all this year. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of holding out hope for. Uh, I think that, that qualifies as a fat guy touchdown, right? How big Even is he's he? not a lineman. He's a big boy. Be perfect to, uh, you know, maybe in the Wildcat where they do a a stacked line, he plays that tight end position that's actually in the left tackle spot. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Then Kayla Newton plays our Wildcat quarterback. <laughs> I'll just throw every quarterback we got out on the field at the same time. See, I think that's a great idea, Chief. Me too. As long as Cord's getting snapped. Oh, oh I didn't gosh. mean Cord. I meant Cavlin and Bo. Yeah, we're not playing assistant coaches. Harold Joyner. Right. Not uh <laughs> not Cord. <laughs> Don't we have a running back that was a quarterback? Most likely. Uh DJ Williams. Yeah, DJ. And DJ. Throw him out there too. Yeah. Hmm. Let them all throw it. Yeah. It'll be like that uh uh, what what high school was it? Was it Wetumpka that had that touchdown last week? Oh my gosh! The, the twelve lateral game winner. It's insane. Oh yeah, I actually I actually know I get this reference. I saw it on the Twitter. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a little too close to uh, to being recruiting talk for you there, girl. Yeah, it's also illegal. I, I believe there was at least one forward lateral, like <laughs> hey, a fumble any- that was stumbled forward. Any good hook and ladder has that. It's true. Don't don't take this away from us, Crow. <laughs> from us. <laughs> don't take this away from us. <laughs> uh, all right, so are we all going over? Uh, I am. Yeah. I, yeah. O- I, over I, and who is your pick? Ooh, now, that, that one's tough. Don't, don't do that <laughs> to me. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think the big guy is going to have a lot of yards. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure Shinker does either. So I mean, he was basically be, just a red zone pick. So be from like, I, I guess that might make him a an elite tight end. If he gets 250. Yeah. Now I'm starting to doubt it. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, but like I said, it, it's not really 25 yards a game. If you, yeah, or, or yeah, even like 60 in a couple of games, and you're yeah, half, exactly halfway there. So. And like I'm Ryan said, just think about Frazier. I, I think, Frazier. yeah, I think he becomes a big threat later in the season. Okay. 
I think we're going to be throwing a lot of passes to these guys. I yeah. Think so, I mean, 25 yards is not a lot. It is, I mean, that's what five five yard gains. So, it's not it's not really. Hopefully, Bo's average is a little higher than five yards though. <laughs> Grow. Um. Yes. And who is it? Oh gosh. <laughs> do you do you need to list names again? The giant guy. Is it because he's from Texas? Yeah, well, yeah, and also the idea of just this giant monster running around well, with the sa- ball. He, he sounds like Mike Evans, to be honest. Like, that's yeah. He's bigger like, than that. I mean, I would like. 270? Man. 270 is just monstrous. I mean, <laughs> Mike Evans was a, a monster, dude. Like, he's like 6'7", like 250. Like, he was big. The idea of Texas just this Mike Evans? Yes. behemoth. Rumbling around with the ball in his hand, just knocking safeties into next week. Except, except this guy's played uh, football before. Mike Evans is not. He's six five two thirty for Mike Evans. Okay, so he's pretty big. Six. Our guy's a little bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the. Give me the our guy. And our guy's older. I would say. I would say yes. So. All right. Anything else on tight ends? Uh, I assume that they're real now. Uh, we'll see. Just just assuming. We will, we will see. see. All right. Uh, we can go to offensive line now. Um, so the, the question was pretty simple. It was just pick the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the battles seem to be set at this point. I mean, maybe the left side of the offensive line isn't quite set. Um Nick Brahms is going to be your starting center. We know that. And it seems like through camp, um, Troxel's, uh, uh, Brandon council's got the right guard spot, the transfer from Akron, the, uh, Terry Bowden recruit. That's right. Uh, and then at, at right tackle, it's not a I think slur. Broderius ham. Bro ham. Troxel's uh, got left tackle too, right? Is I don't, it? I don't think that's a done deal yet. It seems like Alec Jackson, uh, another former defensive lineman turned offensive lineman, is giving a pretty good battle. Um, they've been sounds like they've been splitting reps with the first team. I, st- I do still think it's Troxel's to lose, but we'll see with that. Yeah, and then at left guard, I think it's uh, Tayshawn Manning and uh, Keandre Jones there. Okay. Um, what was the roundtable article uh, question? It was just who do you think is the starting offensive line? Oh, I don't. I think now we kind of know what it is. So yeah. that's a dumb question. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty close to knowing what it is. But so I guess, I mean, do we expect them to be as good as last year? Worse, yes. Better. Better. Yeah. Better. <laughs> they cannot. I like, I like using the word good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, they um. They can't be worse, I don't think, than what we... Man, I don't know. Have you seen what Florida State's trotted out there the last couple of years? Well, that's true. Uh, they just lost I, to Georgia Tech last week. I say that hypothetically. I actually haven't watched a single Florida State game, so I've just I, been told it's better. There was the time they should have lost to Sanford, uh, maybe last year, two years ago. Mm. Yeah, right. I, I, just, I think they'll be better. Um I, I think about, be better coached. Uh, I think they'll be more properly utilized. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, it seems like they're going with an offensive line that can run block. Um, and that's probably for the better. I mean, it hate to be the 80 the year old Auburn fan that says Auburn has to run up the middle every play, but uh, Auburn, we do, we Auburn run thrives on establishing the run. I mean, it's, yeah. it's truth uh, with a, the running back group we've got, that's probably the best way to go. Um, not the most advanced stat friendly take, Ryan. Well, not running the ball up the middle every time, but just establishing the run. I mean, running on first down is kind of shown to be kind of the dumbest move from an expected yards per, to gain uh, stat standpoint. Run on first down is like the dumb, literally the dumbest, um, the dumbest move. From from math, as far as According math, other than an incomplete pass, or well, even that, your expected yards on a pass play are always higher than. Well, a sure, play. but 
you don't get those when it's incomplete. Well, you don't get them when you run first and ten and you get one yard. Or, or lose a yard. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's, is the, that's the whole equation. It's like, if, I, if I'm average at eight yards to pass, I should pass it when I need eight yards. If I'm averaging four yards a run, I should run it only when I need four, four yards. This is my three is better than two mm-hmm. take. Man, somebody should hire you, girl. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always willing to do some contracting work for people when it comes to status to statistics. <laughs> yeah, I, so I think they'll be better than last year. Um, if, if only because I trust that the offense in general is in better hands. Um, you know, maybe maybe don't have Bo try and throw deep balls all game. Some quicker passes for a young quarterback. Yeah, so, I think we're gonna throw more high percentage stuff. So. Uh, I just want to get the ball to Anthony Schwartz as much as possible. Like he needs at least eight touches a game. I think. Yeah, it'll be nice with not having to play with a cast on his hand uh, this year. So we throw to him anyway. Uh, yeah, I know. All right, defensive line, Ryan. Tell me what we got to do. We're, we're forty-five minutes into this battle. All right, yeah, going. we'll speed it up. The defense is pretty easy because you know we all love the defense. Um, pretty simple. Who's going to lead the team in sacks this year? Oh, big big uh, cat, Bryant. Next question. Uh, I mean, that seems like a safe bet. Um, yeah, Big Cat's probably starting at the defensive end spot where Marlon played last year. Who's starting at uh, Buck? That's still unknown. Uh, TD Moultrie and Derek Hall are kind of the two choices right now. Um, they've been talking up TD Moultrie like he's maybe finally figured out how to not jump off sides, uh, which would be huge. He, he's that's what kills us is he is a productive player, but he commits too many penalties to keep on the field. Yeah. Like he, he was in the backfield a lot last year, but half the time it was before the ball was snapped. Hmm. Um, defensive tackle. You've got Tyron Truesdale and Daquan Newkirk are probably going to be the two starters. Connor Miller, of course, off the team. Um, there's a couple of Juco's that, you know, backing them up with Marquise Burks and Trey Butler. Um, it's a little scary. Yeah, the depth there is not great, but it Especially, seems like they've been moving a lot of guys ac- you know, across the line. Yeah. Um, it, you it, might see it, guys like Jay Hardy playing that tackle. That's uh, – we like to rotate those guys so much. Uh, right. Games that uh, not having depth is a little scary. That's all. Yeah. If there's any position group I trust, it's man, Garner with the defensive line. Sure. So, mm-hmm. All right. Are, are we all going big cat? I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go Moultrie. Yeah, I, I was thinking. I was thinking. Whoever started at Buck might be uh, might be the uh, the the choice there. So I guess I'll go Moultrie if that's who we think starting there. So I'm the only one going big cat. Well, it it makes sense. All right. You got to sit in your wrongness. <laughs> Be wrong. Well, apparently you guys, uh, when you wrote this article, were picking a bunch of linebackers to win. Yeah, I, I did pick KJ Britt. Uh, yeah, KJ Britt going to be the first round pick. KJ Britt and Popo are uh, both. Uh, I cannot be trusted to know what I wrote about in the summertime, nor know what I was writing about at the time. <laughs> And Drew, I don't think you submitted things. anything for this article, so it's okay. Yeah, and if I had, I would have seen what Nerd said, and I would have said the same thing. <laughs> well, I have uh, Will McLaughlin, uh, Doctor Doctor McLaughlin, McLaughlin, no, whatever, McLaughlin, like Lori yeah. Laughlin, but like McLaughlin, McLaughlin, uh, is the only guy that picked Big Cat Bryant in this article, which is interesting. Uh, nerd, so you want to know who to go with, Crow. Nerd says Derek Hall. So The other option to Buck. Yes. Hmm. I'm just going to say, whoever gets the most snaps at Buck is going gonna, is gonna to be the winner. <laughs> whoever gets to the quarterback the most. Yeah. It's X. Now we're talking. All right. Defensive, no, linebackers. Linebackers. Uh, everyone's favorite group. So we're down Chandler Wooten at this point. Uh, he's right. taking the year off. Um, KJ Britt, Zacoby McLean, Owen Papo, 
only two are going to be on the field at the time, most of the time, but they're essentially all three starters. Uh, there's a there's a group of freshmen that will probably back them up, but honestly, those three will see the majority of the snaps. Um, Crow asked us, will Auburn have the best linebacker core in the SEC? Yeah. I asked you that? Sorry, nerd asks that. Oh, man, that was a good question, Crow. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> So. Uh, without Wooten there, it makes it tougher. But with Wooten, they're like, absolutely, that's a super deep room. Um, even without him, I would say, yeah, that's those are three studs. Ricochet Rabbit is a stud. Op is a stud. I mean, this is this Number is a no-brainer to me. Yeah, Op might lead the team in sacks as well as interceptions, as far as I'm concerned. I wonder if that's ever happened on just like anywhere, any team. I know that Carlos Stansby led the team in interceptions one year. So yeah, I, I believe know. that's that sounds. I don't know if he led the team in sacks though. That was 03, I think. I think. He led the team in picks. Ryan, I wish you could have seen Carlos Dansby play. That was before you were born, though. It was. Dansby's a shortstop. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Jesus. <laughs> Carlos Stansby Ryan was an Auburn linebacker who was on the wasted team of 2003. He was like 6'4 and looked, it was wild seeing a guy that tall out there playing linebacker and being so dang good at it. He was recruited as a wide receiver and then I guess went to Cracker Barrel a bunch of times <laughs> being a linebacker. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know how that worked out. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I did not follow recruiting uh, then, so I don't even know um, how how he ended up at linebacker. But buddy, he was good and fun, just fun to watch. Fun seeing a guy that that looked like him out there like that. Tall guy. What was Tall the question, man. Ryan? Is Auburn going to have, have the best? best linebacker core in the ACC? Yes. The ACC. Next. Yes. <laughs> The if Conference? you have the best linebacker yeah. core in the SEC, you probably have the best linebacker core in the country, yeah. right? Yeah. I, mean, I would assume so. Let's um, move to the I, secondary. Yeah. So we actually, I'm looking, I don't remember if we did a roundtable article for the secondary. I don't think Because I can't find one. Come um, on, dog. Shame on nerd. But. <laughs> that's, the uh, most, uh, that's the most position-filled position, too. Oh. I right. suppose crow thing nerds ever done is start up. Start we got a, five uh, guys playing in the second day. Actually, that's a super stare at move. Is start a uh, yep. a weekly ta- a weekly column that you just give up like three weeks, weeks in. Yeah. <laughs> I want to uh, know about, more about that stare at score, Ryan. I like that column, <laughs> and you just quit doing it. I tried it for like three or four years, and just man, so much work. Yeah, and then you, it's kind of like I did the weird article where I would post. Um, the obscure stats, and then I realized that Josh Dub exists, and <laughs> and I was doing all this work, and he was doing it so much better than I am. College of Mag might exist as a way to point Auburn fans towards other Auburn content creators who are doing great things. Yeah, exactly. Content we, aggregator. Yeah, there we go. We're like Tumblr.com, or we're like Auburn Pinterest. Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Ryan, uh, Tumblr was a social network that existed for a while uh, that people just posted porn and weird photos of sunsets on. Um, it's just the internet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tumblr was just the internet distilled. <laughs> um, so secondary. In the secondary, mm-hmm. uh, looking at Roger McCreary and Unknown starting at the other corner spot. Uh, sounds like they've been rotating a bunch of guys through there. Um Devin Barrett might show up there, former running back, former receiver. Uh, Marco Domeo and Nehemiah Pritchett, both options. I think Domeo is the Juco transfer. Um, Christian Tut kind of has the nickel locked up, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at safety, it's Jamie Sherwood and Smoke Monday, and probably Jordan Peters is that extra guy that can play all the positions in the secondary. We're okay, even though we have lost some people, right? Yeah, I mean, lost a lot of talent, but 
good thing is a lot of these guys have yeah playing these guys experience. yeah these you know, guys McCreary, played, a, played a lot last year so yeah, i mean mccreary played starter snaps last year and he was as efficient as david agony was and as jars davis um so i don't i'm not too worried about him i think it's the other corner spot that mm-hmm. i just don't really know what we're gonna get um I just, I wonder if we're going to get Peters there just because he's played. Yeah. Special team star. Yeah. Uh, um, Honestly, I think what will help our secondary the most is if we can get a consistent pass rush this year. Yeah. Because as great as the defensive front was in the last two years, that's what they've been missing since Jeff Holland left. Yeah. So we're going to get, and we're going to need TD and Hall in that backfield a lot. Yeah. Uh, that would be nice. Good thing is we're playing two teams that do not want to pass the ball to start the year. Uh, that's hard. That's interesting about Kentucky not wanting to pass the ball. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it throws me off. I think of Kentucky as well. Uh, you know, they're not shooting it, passing the football. So. Stoops is a uh, he's part of the he's off as a little branch off the air raid. Tree, so he's I don't. He's a defensive guy, though, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. No. But no, no, he's not. Oh, his brother. His brother was the defensive guy, right? right. His, and his he, brother got fired by by his by his other brother, Bob. Yes. Mike. Yeah, yes. Mark Stoops was a DB coach at Florida State, Arizona, Miami, Houston, uh, Wyoming, South Florida, and Nordonia High School. Okay. But then Mike Stoops was the one that just was recently fired by OU. Right. So they were both defensive. Okay. Uh, defensive he was never a defensive coordinator. He was just a DB coach, and they hired him as their head coach? Uh, looks like he was DC and DB at Florida State. Okay. Interesting. Under? Under Bobby. It would have been 2010 to 2012. Right. Okay. All right. All right. What's, what was what? We don't have a hypothetical. They don't really have a question, TV. so we can just. I mean, All right. Here's my thoughts. here's my question. Over under five team interceptions for Auburn this year. That is one every other game. Surely over. Uh, Ryan, how many put, interceptions did we have last year? Push. That's what I'm looking for. I'm going five on the last year. Was like an obscenely low number. It wasn't a lot. Yeah, it was. Uh, we got uh, like three in one game, and that was it. <laughs> last year we had two, four, six, seven, eight, nine, oh. ten, eleven. Okay, so over. Well, I mean, you think about it. We had two of them in the Iron Bowl, right? So. We also uh, played thirteen games last year. I'll We're go still over. playing. I'm still playing Alabama again. And hey, Mac who, Jones still their quarterback. Who got those in the Iron Bowl? Huh? It's Kobe McLean. There we go. Christian Tut. Yeah. Uh, 2018, Auburn had two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen interceptions. Okay, so maybe I'll change my over/under. So say ten. It seems like ten. Okay. You're thinking I'll of 2017 when Auburn had six interceptions? Yeah. Yeah, I think cool. that's what it's All right, over/under ten picks for the Auburn Tigers this year. Hmm. It's one a game. I'll go under ten. I'll I'll go with the push still. It was ten flat. I'm gonna go with over. I think this is the year we just. I think Owen Papo has a ton of picks from the linebacker spot. <laughs> I think he's just a freak. Why why are you so high on his him getting picks? Because I think he's. I think people are gonna OP. be. I think people are gonna be um, fooled into thinking they've got a linebacker on a running back and throw a lot of picks. Oh okay. Sure. Though so like he is that. a linebacker. I feel like he's he's Makes sense. a little faster than most. Yeah. All right, guys. What else we got? Uh, you care about the specialists? Nah. Okay. Sure. Well, we don't have any hypotheticals for them. How many 50-yard field goals does Anders have to kick this year? Jeez. I hope Jeez, zero, oh, but I would, I would imagine. <laughs> None. We're be... not kicking field goals. We're just kicking there extra points. There you go. Go for it all the time. Oh, man. What's going to be more? The number of 50-yard field goals Anders 
has to attempt or the number of passes thrown by someone other than Bonex. Oh. Um, Auburn's going to blow out a couple teams, so I'm going to say the passes by non Yeah, yeah. passes, not, not bow passes. Who is Auburn blowing out? The Mississippi's. Arkansas. Yeah, I hope so in Arkansas. That'd be great. Uh, honestly, Arkansas, uh, Bo might play that whole game just for uh, the fun <laughs> of it. <laughs> I'd be going for Man, the seven. You got to think, uh, we may not, so few games, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think we have to be killing, like, absolutely hammering somebody, like 45 to nothing. Well, I mean, think about it early up. in the season, if, you know, there's red shirts aren't a thing this year. Everybody's essentially red shirting. Yeah. If it's, if Auburn's up 30 on Kentucky in the fourth quarter, do you put the backup in to say, Hey, Oh, gets COVID. We need to get this guy some snaps. Yeah. 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 But I don't think Auburn's going to be by 30 against Kentucky. I, I'm more oh. concerned that Auburn's going to win that game by five. Oh, I, I'm thinking that we're going to It's, people. I'm more worried about it than maybe any other game, but I guess we'll discuss that next week. Good tease, Chief. And with that, we're out of here. Who knows?